How's your day been? Good. Yeah, I've been excited to finally sit down and get our first episode cranked out on our new Parks and Rec podcast. Oh yeah, this should be a blast. I think we're coming out of the gate hard and strong on some stories. I think the whole episode we're going to be talking about parents and youth sports. Yeah, it's definitely a hot topic, uh, especially nowadays. It feels like even more so with just parents just trying to live through their kids and they didn't make it pro in their sport they chose when they were a kid, and now they hope that their kid can make it to D1 or pro even, and uh, everyone thinks that, or most parents think that nowadays. Yeah, like. and they feel like that's going to start with recreational sports. We're going rec sports to D1 to the Olympics. <laughs> yes, exactly. So There's no in-between. No, straight, straight up, straight on up. Yeah. You know, it gets, I can understand it being hard for parents, especially those in certain financial situations, you know, Parks and Rec is typically cheaper. And so they're wanting to give their kids an opportunity to to do sports. And they feel like that's the only avenue they have to let their kids learn a sport and get better at it. But in the same vein, you're not going to go from Parks and Rec and be a star high school player. Yeah. I think it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think the biggest focus, especially with Park and Rec is just, Getting your kid out of the house, you know, get them some exercise. You know, they may like it, great, and then you can kind of pursue it, but they may not like it. And then you just know, and you're at least getting them out, meet new friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the biggest thing is just getting them in a social setting. I think that's a huge piece that people don't really talk about with sports. It, that social thing, it, it's a lot of kids kind of miss out on that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big piece, especially when you get older. Uh, you know how to socialize with people that you're not very familiar with and you can kind of connect and, you know, create larger friend groups that way. So, yeah. And then, you know, it is there to teach kids some, some basics of sports and that's, yeah. that's about it. I mean, because for us, and I think a lot of parks and rec organizations, all the coaches are volunteers. Yeah. It's usually a parent that uh, is doing it or a family member of a parent or just someone in the community that really likes working with youth. And so you get these parents that expect so much from yeah. a volunteer coach. I uh, remember one time, this was seven, eight-year-old soccer, and this team didn't have a coach. No one wanted to volunteer. No one wanted to volunteer. No one wanted to volunteer. So finally, dad said, I'll do it. I don't know anything about soccer, but I'll do it because the kids need a coach, and I am willing to do it. The man was deaf. Mm-hmm. Couldn't, couldn't hear. Yeah. I mean, he had a hearing aid, so he could hear a little bit, but he was legally deaf. Mm-hmm. And... Didn't know anything about soccer, did his best, ran practices every week, researched online. Um, kids got to play. Yeah, maybe they didn't learn the best techniques and the best skill set, but they were able to play. Yeah. End of the season, parents come in for one of those kids on that team and just reamed out on the coach. Mm-hmm. He didn't know anything about soccer. He didn't know what he was doing. Uh, you guys need to get better coaches. And I'm like, the deaf man that was willing to do it when you weren't. So I asked him, I was like, okay, well, you guys can volunteer next year, right? Yeah. And because they were such complaining about it, obviously they, they knew a lot about soccer. Yeah. And the parents said, well, we have full-time jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, so does the man that spent every week doing a practice and going on a game. Yeah. He has a full-time job as well. You just want to complain and not want to <clears throat> take any responsibility for it. Yeah, yeah. Just say thank you. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my dad, he would coach flag football all mm-hmm. the time. And 
you know, he, he had some back, he played football like up to high school and he had a friend from work that would help coach too. And he did his best and, you know, he did pretty good. Um, but yeah, same thing. Parents would like, instead of like saying thank you or, Hey, we appreciate you taking your time. It was like, Hey, you're not playing my kid. You're not giving my kid enough playtime. And I'm like, what is the big deal? Like, he's not like, there's no scouts out here watching, you know, Saturday afternoon flag football, rec sports. So, um, that, that definitely my, I remember my dad kind of talking about that. And when that happened, he just stopped coaching. Yeah. <clears throat> Which was sad because, you know, he, you know, <clears throat> it would have been fun if he was like my, you know, tackle, cause I went to junior tackle after that and it would have been fun if he would, you know, be a coach, but he was just, you know, so burnt out on parents complaining rather than being appreciative. So I think it's, it's been a problem. It's kind of been going on for a while. So, Oh yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I've had that happen with multiple coaches where yeah. they just complain about the only person willing to volunteer. Yeah. And I remember probably a couple of years ago, my daughter wanted to play flag football. So we signed her up and I just couldn't coach. It wasn't in my schedule. I had to work late every night. Um, but so another parent volunteered to coach her team and she didn't get to play much. You know, they were really into it's, it's a boy's game. So she didn't get to touch the ball much. She was very uncoordinated and she still liked it. She signed up again this year and wants to do it again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't say anything to the coaches at the end. I said, Hey, thank you guys so much for taking your time and and coaching. I appreciate it. And, you know, I would have done things differently as coach, but I didn't volunteer. Yeah. So I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. And I was very appreciative that they were willing to spend their, their time coaching, you know, my daughter's team. And that simple, just thank you. That's just, huge yeah yeah just saying hey thank you thank you for your time you know handshake like that's that's huge so yeah i, I don't know like i don't get it because like you know i've coached my daughter's team a few times too and there's some nights where i was like oh i gotta go get mm-hmm. off work and i gotta change and then go but like at the end of the day like your child they're gonna remember that time where you took time out of your day to coach and then they love you know when you're running the practice and you're the coach and if they, they remember that and they really, you know, appreciate that. So even though that, you know, some days are harder than others trying to coach, um, you just kind of have to like dig deep sometimes and, you know, just get it done because it's, you know, sometimes it's going to be harder than other days, but mm-hmm. you know, all in all your kids are going to really appreciate it. Well, yeah, and we're very appreciative of those that are willing to volunteer. I think one of the most frustrating parts though, is someone that says, Oh yeah, I volunteer, I volunteer. And then they never show up. You know, we require people to do background checks. They'll do, they even do that, get to that point, And then, oh, I'd like you guys to you know show me how practice is done. Sure, we'll show you how practice is done. We show up for the first practice. They're not there. Show up for the next practice. They're not there. And then we end up having to find another coach after the fact. And so we get those parents, too, that, you know, say they want to help out and then never communicate and then just never do. And it makes it really hard for those kids because there's not consistency. You have Parks and Rec staff running a practice one week, another parent running it. Yeah, it confuses them. They're like, well, so who's my coach? And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it makes it not as fun for them. And, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't, you know, when I started off Park and Rec, you know, just being a ref and just showing up and refing the games and, you know, helping out, you know, here and there. I didn't realize, like, on the back end of things, now that I'm doing that part of the Mm -hmm. job, I didn't realize how many things are so difficult you know just Mm -hmm. thinking oh yeah you know i just figured you know parents would volunteer or you know i just figured parents would sign up on time and um i didn't realize like how many requests parents (laughs) have to uh like hey can you play you know Susie on johnny's team like or hey we have to do like it's like and the people parents don't really and parents don't understand and i didn't understand too like 
how much goes into you know scheduling and putting teams together, uh, making sure we have available green space or gym mm-hmm. space. Like I just didn't realize like all those logistics, how difficult it can be. So that's kind of why you know this podcast is going to be really good for that. Just kind of bring light to those things so mm-hmm. parents can kind of realize, hey, you know, we hear your concerns, we hear your requests, but. You know, on the flip side, you kind of have to understand, like, it's not just like we can flip a switch and say, mm-hmm. yeah, well, let's try to make all your requests happen. Because we want to make everyone happy. We don't like people complaining, mm-hmm. but people just don't realize, like, hey, there's a lot that goes into this. Oh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into to these teams. <clears throat> so you'll get parents that, you know, their kids play Little League Baseball together, and we want them to play soccer together, or we want them to play flag football together, which is a cool idea and concept. But if you think about it, most times kids that are playing a ton of other sports are usually pretty athletic or, or, you know, can do a sport well. And so we ask for a ranking system, you know, just a general one from parents that if your kid is skill level as a beginner, intermediate, and advanced, you know, it's not the perfect system, but that's how we do it. And that kind of gives us an idea. You know, you don't want to have all the kids on one team be all intermediate or all mm-hmm. advanced. And typically if you're playing sports together, these kids tend to be in more in the intermediate range. And so you'll have, Mommy wants Billy and Joey and Frankie all to be together. Well, they're all playing junior tackle. They all know how to play football. They're all well-skilled. They're not all going to be on the same team because then you can create this competitive disadvantage for everyone else. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into putting teams together. Yeah. I remember one time when I first started kind of doing Parks and Rec, I really tried to do a lot more accommodating than I do now mm-hmm. to... You know, just I want the kids to be able to play with their friends and have fun. Yeah. And, you know, my kids would want the same thing. And I remember this one team, a U10 soccer team, and the parents all requested other kids. And I wasn't really paying attention to put the team together. It's like, sure, it's not a big deal. And as the season started, people started complaining that they kept losing. <laughs> and they explained to me, he's like, all our team's girls. We have one boy. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. Well, that's because Susie wanted to be with Jill and Jill wanted to be with Rebecca and Rebecca wanted to be with Jody and so on and so on. And so it ended up, it was all girls. And so I facilitated everything that they wanted, yet they still sat there and complained because they didn't win. Yeah. And so they got what they wanted. And so from that point on, I started really paying attention to if it's a co-ed sport, Mm -hmm. uh, boys and girls, skill level, um, height of that sport and height doesn't matters yeah and so grade yeah Yeah, so just a variety and so when you come in and request i want to be with this person you know there's a ton of factors that i look into when putting teams together to try to make it as an even playing field as possible so that everyone can have fun because it's not fun losing every game yeah and you want the kids to have fun Mm -hmm. where they want to come back and do it again Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of kids too that don't hit any athleticism until they get older yeah. and you want them to be burnt out and not want to do any sports when they could be a really good athlete later on in life. They just don't know it yet. So you want them to have a good time. So they want to keep doing it. Yeah. And like, especially in the younger age groups, you notice uh, there's just such a gap, like height, weight, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, athleticism, that sort of thing. So it's hard, especially like five, six, you know, seven, eight, even uh, to try to get teams uh, that are going to be even uh, because people don't realize when we ask parents, hey, you know, compare your kid compared to his friends, are they taller, shorter, um, you know, skill based? You have to ask those questions, but it's hard for parents to give accurate information. So we don't get accurate information. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us to make those teams even. 
because um, I remember uh, one parent approached me. He was all upset, and he's just like, hey, I need to talk to the person that puts these teams together. How are they putting these teams together? Why are they just randomizing these teams? It doesn't work. And I'm like, well, sir, I put the teams together, and <laughs> this is how we do it, by doing this, this, and this. He's like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we don't always get it right. Yeah, sometimes there's teams where they're just way taller or way bigger, and there's, you know, teams that don't have the height. Um, especially like in basketball, it makes a huge difference. But, you know, we do our best. And the information that we're getting is from what you guys provide when you register your child. So you have to realize like, hey, you know, not, nothing is perfect. And that's why people always have this mentality. They want perfect. They're, you know, hey, I'm paying money. My kid's playing a sport. I want everything to be perfect. And I try to emphasize with them too, hey, this is park and rec sports. Like we do our best for what we, the, for the means and the, the resources and tools mm-hmm. that we have. You know, nothing's ever going to be perfect. And so I try to realize, you know, tell parents, hey, you know, if you want, you know, better rest, you want better this, this, and that, there are club teams that you can sign up for. Yeah. And cost-wise, it's... Yeah, I don't think... Scares them off. I don't think parents realize, you know, we're paying kids a little above minimum wage, yeah. 14, 15-year-old kids to referee their kids' sports. There's club soccer teams in our region where it's 300 bucks just to try out yeah. for a team. It doesn't guarantee you a spot. And we're charging 25, 30 bucks yeah. for a season of sports. You know, I think people need to, parents especially, need to realize they kind of, to a degree, pay, you get what you pay for. Yeah. You're paying a low end for a fun recreational program. Yeah. And parents are just, not all parents, there's a lot of really good parents yeah. that really understand the difference. Yeah, exactly. There's a handful of parents that take it too far way too intense once again i've had parents come in and yell at me uh, in the middle of a season or after a season that it's my job to prepare these kids for high school sports yeah not theirs yeah yeah they're putting all the weight on yeah and i've told every single one of them no it is not that is your job my job is to make sure kids are having fun getting out of the house learning some basics Mm -hmm. and hanging out with their peers yes and in a safe environment that's it that's my job yeah my, your job as a parent is if you want to live through your children and live vicariously through them because you didn't succeed as an athlete, go get them trained, do what you want, yeah. but don't, you know, go to the recreational program that you're paying 25 to 30 bucks for yeah. and say, you need to prepare my kid yeah. for high school sports. Because we're like our, most of our sports are only six weeks long. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get. A big One jump. two practices a week. That's yeah, it. there's not that much development. So if your if your kid is showing interest in a particular sport, you know, you as a parent, you have to realize like, hey, you know, I can start spending time with them after work, or maybe I have a friend or family member that can kind of help develop those skills that they mm-hmm. played that sport before. Or you know, there's those club options, and those club options that's kind of tears a lot of people because, like you said, yeah. three hundred bucks just to try out, and you're not even guaranteed a spot. That deters a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, um, but a lot of those clubs have scholarships too. You yeah, just gotta look into you, it. Yeah, you have to spend the time and mm-hmm. do your research. And a lot of people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's and once again they have to put in the effort. And it's once again that's why they come to us at Parks and Rec. Like you need to prepare these kids. And it's yeah, just, you as a parent need to make the effort. Yeah, and I always just try to flip it. I always just say, hey, you know, this is yes, it's sport. It's it's competitive, but the main emphasis here is just just having fun yeah it, that's the biggest thing because you as a parent if you put that much pressure on your child mm-hmm. and all you talk about is you know winning or hey how many how many goals did you score 
or how many hits did you get? Then, and that's just a lot of pressure on them. They're not going to want to to keep playing because yeah. all they're thinking in their head is, oh, I'm gonna if I don't if I strike out, my dad's going to be upset. Mm-hmm. Rather than you know on those car ride homes after the game, really talk about, hey, you know, what was your favorite part of the game? Oh, hey, who showed up to the game? Did you meet any new friends on your team? Like, just kind of ask different questions. Like, and I even find myself doing that sometimes. Like, at, you know, my soccer, my daughter's playing soccer right now. And I'll ask her, hey, how many goals did you score? And I can just tell, like, she just kind of mm-hmm. shuts down. So I've even had to focus on, like, trying to, you know, try to focus around her just having fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just my line of questions after we're going home after the game, just trying to say, hey, you know, who, who showed up to the game? What kind of snacks did you have? Mm-hmm. You know, what what did you think? Are you feel like you're getting better? Like, what you know, you want to practice when we get home? That sort of thing. Don't mm-hmm. try to emphasis on wins and goal scored because I've had parents after the game for park and rec they can tell that we have to keep score or tally marks for goals and they'll say hey what's the score of the game and I'll say hey it was you know we, we don't we don't keep score yeah and so I've sometimes just had to tell them that that we don't keep score because I'm like why are you even worried about that who cares like yeah. they were just out here having fun just enjoy the game well and, and I understand the, the concept of you know we do keep score in our parks and rec but not necessary for the reasons that parents think and they keep score so we can submit it to the paper yeah and the paper if they have room we'll put it in and oh billy scored five points or made two goals awesome but we don't advertise the scoring in our leagues because of parents mm-hmm. um, when i first started parks and rec in basketball season my first basketball season we put the score up on the scoreboard and you know it was just intense because parents all they wanted was their kid to score didn't matter if they got better at dribbling. Didn't matter if they had an awesome pass. Didn't, didn't matter. All they wanted was their kid to score. And so if their kid had the ball and if it was a close game, say it was 20 to 18, and there's a couple minutes left, it would be, Billy, score! Billy, score! Billy! Billy's no longer listening to the coach. Billy's no longer running the play. Yeah, just shut down. And pressure. Yeah. yeah, and so they're just trying to do what mommy and daddy's <clears throat> saying from the sideline. And so I took away the score probably my second or third year doing Parks and Rec. We still kept the score on the scorebook. So, you know, if people want to know after the fact, they can come and ask. But we didn't put up on the scoreboard. And that cut down obnoxious parents Mm -hmm. from the sidelines, I would say about 50%. Because parents just didn't know what the score was. And so they weren't sitting there yelling and telling the kid, you have to score. And that gave the coach the chance to coach, to Mm -hmm. run plays, Mm -hmm. to have a, an environment that's not nearly as loud or obnoxious where the coach could talk to the kids and try yeah. to give instructions. And it made it easier for our youth officials. Mm-hmm. And so an aspect that people, I hear people all the time making jokes about how, Oh, Parks and Rec don't keep score. Ha ha ha. You got to teach these kids, you know, lessons, which yeah, we do. The kids know if they're winning or losing, mm-hmm. you don't have to throw it up there. Yeah. But the only reason I took it away was because of the parents. Yeah. Because they, once again, Parents, you ruin everything. Well, they, well, they, and the thing is, it's like a, such a weird struggle because they think that we don't put up the score because we don't want the feelings to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. But I've tried to tell them that's not it. Like, I don't like, like you said, they know if they're winning or yeah. losing. It's not a bit like my son tracks every goal they score when they play or every basket. They yeah, know mentally, mentally, yes. you just know when you're playing, when yes. you're just an athlete, you know, and you can kind of feel the, you know, how the game's going. Uh, and then that's what's just the biggest struggle for me because parents are like, well, if you don't teach them win or lose, that's a valuable lesson they need to learn. I'm like, no, like 
they're going to learn that in life. This mm-hmm. is just out here just to have fun and enjoy being outside or being with your friends. And parents don't realize, like, the problem is them. Like, they're so mm-hmm. so focused on winning, losing. How many baskets do my kids score so I can go tell my friend at work mm-hmm. on Monday how well <laughs> my sons did? But, you know, I find myself doing the same thing. Like, my daughter's just getting into youth sports, and there's that internal struggle mm-hmm. where I want to, like, yell and, you know, tell her, hey, you're not doing this right, do this, do that. But um, there's, like, one valuable lesson. It was that one video you showed me with that college uh, coach mm-hmm. just talking about, hey, you know, I'm not the coach. Like, my job is not to tell, talking to his son, mm-hmm. to tell you what to do or what to do. I'm just there just to enjoy the game yeah. and watch the game. Just, you know, just to be there and support you. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem or if you're not getting enough playtime or there's issues, you talk to your coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not your coach. And this is coming from a high, a, a high end division one college coach. Exactly. And this is what he's saying. So that really stuck with me mm-hmm. as a parent realizing like, you know, hey, I'm here spending my Saturday supporting my child. Just mm-hmm. sit and relax. And enjoy the game. Yeah, I love what he said. <clears throat> and we'll have to maybe share that clip at some point. Yeah. But he basically said, once again, high-end Division One basketball coach. Mm. He says yeah, he doesn't coach his son's teams. Um, he goes and watches every game that he's available. And he sits up in the stands and doesn't say a word. Yeah. Doesn't complain about the referees. He doesn't complain about the coaching. Doesn't play complain about his kid not getting enough playing time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, when his kid asks him, he's like, hey, I'm not getting enough playing time. He says, go to your coach. Yeah. Ask him what you can do to get more playing time. Yeah. What skill set do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what, you know, we wish more parents would do would be support the coach. Even if, you know, he's not or she doesn't know a lot about the sport, they're volunteering their time and willing to do it. You're not. Yeah. If you want that right yeah. to say, to put in your input, then you need to spend the time and ask the volunteer mm-hmm. or what can you do to kind of help yeah. support the team? Not like, not chirping the, the mm-hmm. coach's ear because that's just going to frustrate them even more. Yeah. And I, you know... Over the years now that doing Parks and Rec so long, I, I have zero, you know, desire. I tell my wife all the time, keep your mouth shut <laughs> when we're at U Sports because she, you know, gets super into it and you know wants well, to ex- win. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. And it's fun and like and it's frustrating sometimes. Like you know, you've told your kid time and time again, hey, we need to do this, do that, mm-hmm. like adjust here, and then they go out there and they're sitting on the ground picking dandelions. Yeah. Like it's frustrating, but you just have to realize like. They're kids. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're not going to be perfect. Like, you know, kids develop different times and, you know, some kids develop faster than others. And you just have to realize, like, hey, you know, they're not going to be scoring 30 baskets a game. You know, they're not going to score three goals a game. Yeah. It just. They don't have that step back three yet. They don't have that step back three yet. <laughs> that's not going to go for a while. So. Well, yeah. just this just this season with soccer. So we're in the midst of uh, <clears throat> tail end of spring soccer as we're recording this. And as we were putting teams together, I had a parent call the day we sent out information. So we don't do like a parent meeting where we gather up uh, since COVID. It's just been easier to email people out because that's what we did during COVID. And it was a nice thing not to waste everyone's time gathering up. So we just shoot out emails. Um, we shoot out emails to the coach and the parent at the exact same time. So the coach gets the roster and the rules. And then the parents get the roster rules and schedule. And a little email regarding parenting in our league and a little email with coaching. I had sent it out and probably two hours later, a mother called and said, hey, I haven't heard from my coach yet. (laughs) 
And I'm saying, and it's a holiday weekend too, that? rolling into a holiday weekend. So I would say most parents, most coaches aren't going to text till the next week. Yeah. And I tell her, ma'am, you know, the coach just got the information just like you. And it's spring break next week. So they'll probably reach out some point next week and then start practices after that. And they had about three weeks before the season started. And typically we give everyone two weeks of practices before their first game. So this time they had three weeks of practice for their first game. And mom said, coach hasn't reached out to me. I'm trying to train an athlete here. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you are? Okay. Um, let me just check the coach's information. I'm just trying to be polite over the phone. And I ended up discovering this child is five years old. This five-year-old is an athlete. Prodigy. Prodigy. And she said this line like four or five times. I'm training an athlete. I'm trying to train an athlete. And they need to practice before the game. I don't want them just running around there not knowing what they're doing. They're five-year-olds. They don't know what they're doing even after yeah. practice. And so she ended up, instead of playing soccer, she pulled her kid from the team because the coach hadn't reached out within two hours of getting his information. And she needed to train an athlete. Well, apparently her child isn't going to be playing soccer and not get any unathletic training from, you know, Billy Bob coach this season. Yeah. So just because she was a patient, wasn't patient and is training an athlete. That's all she cared about. That's it. Yeah. It's I insane. Still, it's just so high strung. Like just people just want now, 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 nowadays and just, mm-hmm. just sit and relax. It's all right. Everything will be all right. You're like, with that parent too like in particular so worried about that just spend a few minutes with your kid outside or even inside just kick a ball around patch do little tiny like just having a ball out or they're gonna enjoy that and have fun yeah it doesn't need to be a full-on scheduled practice just you know when i get home i'm tired but you know we'll pull out my uh, daughter's soccer ball and just practice on kicking and stopping and passing just as we're in the house or we'll even go outside. Like it, you just do it for a few minutes because our attention span yeah. is short anyway. That's that's right, AI. We're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. Practice. Not the game. Not the game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. So, and that's what, that's one thing. It's just like, <clears throat> or like parents want to just have their kids focus on one sport. Mm. This is age, you know, from like four or five on, you know, until they get to like middle school probably. Mm. Just try to get them into any, you know, all sports as they can. Just because yeah. even even if they don't like it, they're going to take take something away from that. Whether yeah. it is meeting a new friend, learning something new. Um, you know, they, you just don't know what your child's going to be interested in until you try it. Yeah. And, and most parents are trying to drive them into what they're Exactly. In. That's what I was just going to say. Like with my daughter, she's been, we're signing up for flag football. And I play football. I love football. <laughs> I love all sports. Uh, as you can tell, probably with the decor in this room. Uh, but... Uh, uh, she, you know, I want her to play, just try it. You know, if she likes it, great. We'll do it on the season. If not, I'm not going to force her yeah. into something that she doesn't want to do. Um, and then my son, he's one mm-hmm. and same thing. You know, we've had that conversation with my wife time and time again, like, are we going to do junior tackle, tackle football? I'm all in, but she's like, ah. yeah. So same thing, you know, if my son has interest in it, great. Like I'll be that, all that more, you know, excited to be a part of that. But, you know, if he decides to get into something else, you know, I'll still, you know, be excited and be there and be supportive of that. So, yeah. And it's just a a simple concept of it's just relax. But this world is so high strung now, especially I feel like it's gotten worse and worse since since COVID. Do you think it's just because there's just so much going on in the world? Like parents are just like, 
just like there's so much build up through the week and then they just release it just like of like just built up frustration and they're just like ex- I don't I just I think know. the generations coming up has been force fed a lot of the only way you're getting to college is if you're super smart or if you get a scholarship you know especially if you're coming from a family that's never been to college or you know doesn't have a ton of money so they're like oh this is how you're going to be successful is through athletics and that's that, you know, growing up, my generation, you always told me, go to college, go to college, go to college. And so if you can't afford it or you don't think you can afford it, what's the best way to get there? Oh, there's tons of scholarships in sports. Mm-hmm. And so that I think that's part of it is just this is an avenue to be successful. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to become a professional athlete or you're going to be able to go to college for free or on a cheaper end or that opportunity or, or that mentality of like when they went through school the mm-hmm. kids that played sports were the popular ones popular cool ones everyone yeah. wanted to be like them that sort of thing I mean everyone wants their kids to have friends and, yeah. and be popular you don't want yeah. them to be the, the loner and so I, that's understandable yeah but I feel like two parents just take it to every these parents take it to the extreme yeah it's not just hey let's do a good job let's have fun I know I'll work with you if you want it's you're gonna be good and it looks bad upon me if you're a bad soccer player or a bad basketball player. Yeah. I look like a failure as a parent. Yeah. And so, like, the way I grew up, it was very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I played football, and, you know, I wasn't didn't go to college or anything. But um, when I played in high school, I was pretty good. But it's really eye-opening when you think you're good, mm-hmm. and then you start playing bigger schools in mm-hmm. different areas. It's really eye-opening, and you start to realize as yourself as a player, mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult to, when you finally realize that, like, hey, I think I'm good because I'm playing all these local teams. Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize, like, wow, like, there's such a gap in between, you know, a D1, you know, football player than a high school football player or any other sport yeah. out there. And <clears throat> your dad, or my dad in particular, and probably a lot of dads out there too, put so much pressure and so much emphasis mm-hmm. on statistics. How many sacks did you get? Yep. Did you guys win? Did you guys lose? That was the whole conversation. And if you talk to any athlete, that's the most dreaded conversation. It's yeah. with the ride home with your, your parent, yeah. uh, especially if they're putting that pressure on you. So it was just, you know, I would just, some if I had a bad game or whatever, I'd just get ridiculed for, you know, especially if it was a weight game. <laughs> it was probably an hour or two hours long of yeah. just, you know, hey, you should do this, do that, do this. And, um, you know, it definitely helps sometimes because it definitely want to mo- motivates you to be successful. Mm-hmm. But then it also kind of takes out the fun, especially if you didn't lose, if you didn't win. Yeah. If you want, if you want, it was great. You take take go to McDonald's after <laughs> the game. You know, you're the hero, <laughs> and your weekend was a lot more fun. But if you lost, it was a lot of okay. We're gonna do some extra practice. We're gonna do some extra drills. This is yeah. you're gonna do some extra chores because you need you were too tired on the football field, so you need to get your dirt that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that that's me parenting now. That's what my biggest focus is, or one of my bigger focuses is just trying to encourage them just to, because you only have a short window. Most kids only have a short amount of window where they're going to be able to play, you know, sports. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you could do those little things to get older, but you, that short window goes by so fast. Yeah. Um, so you want to just, you know, make it as enjoyable as you can for your child. Don't put all that pressure on them. Well, in the end, it's all going to be about fun because what is it such a small percentage of kids are gonna that play recreational sports are gonna get and go on to play high school sports then those high school kids such a small percentage of them are gonna go play college mm-hmm. uh, even smaller percentage is gonna play d1 college yeah. even smaller percentage is gonna play high-end division one college 
And then an even smaller division percentage of that is going to go play a sport professionally, maybe yeah. internationally. Yeah. And then even a smaller percentage is going to play, you know, high end professional sports. And yeah. so, you know, most of these kids aren't going to do that. So have fun, enjoy it. Yeah. You know, find a passion that you like and then keep doing it. Older. I, I'm, I didn't get into sports until I was like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Started playing basketball. I love playing basketball. I still mm-hmm. play now. I play three, four days a week mm-hmm. and I'm not going anywhere with it. I'm just having fun. Yeah. And that's it. And you know, and, that's and, what it's about. Sports yeah. are about fun. Yeah, exactly. I, I mentioned this to you too, my cousin that he's playing D one baseball right now. Mm-hmm. And I talk to him and call him and text him once in a while. And, and that's, and he just talks to me like, Hey, you must be having, I, from my point of view, I'm like, Oh, you must be having the time of your life. Mm-hmm. You're playing D one baseball for a major school. You should like that. You've got, this is like the time of your life, but he like, sometimes when we're hanging out or talking, he'll like kind of break down and say, you know, Hey, this is just super stressful. Yeah. And there's so much pressure. There's so many people putting their two cents. There's people chirping from the crowd saying things to him. Yeah. So it's just so much pressure. And he talks about, hey, it's hard for me to find the fun. And I really have to focus on finding the fun in the sport that I've played my whole life. Um, so that's that's one thing. It's just like even if you get to D1, like you still have to kind of revert back to things that made it fun. Yeah. So starting off with your child at a young age, just try to teach them the fun aspects of it, being with your friends you know, just trying to don't take it so serious. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you get those parents too that understand that, but then take it too far in the opposite direction. I remember a lady coming in not too long ago. Registration was over with. Um, there was no room for her kid in the age group of soccer that we were registering for. And she goes, well, all the kids should be able to play. Why can't you just make another team? Why can't you just put them on a roster? And I'm like, ma'am, what child, so we have hard numbers that we can only facilitate so many kids because of staffing. And then we also put a hard number on how many kids can be on a team. Yeah. And so what kid am I on that team, am I going to say, can't play as many minutes because you decided to register a week after registration and you want us just to mm-hmm. throw your child on a team? Yeah. Because of your inability to come in and register on time, we're taking away playing time from another kid. And people don't understand that. It's like, well, just make another team. Just add this kid to the roster. The coach mm-hmm. is fine with, with 12 kids. It's not just 11. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 11 is our cap because, you know, we want all the kids that are all have playing time. Or, you know, just putting together another team. We don't have enough refs to ref another team. Or that also or adds a coach. Or a coach. That's hard to manage. You know, changing the schedule. Schedules yeah. already out. Yeah. People plan their schedules for the season and other activities. So then if we add another team, we have to add another week or a weeknight game. It's not just this one thing. So you get other parents too on the flip side that are, you know, they really understand it's recreational. We want all the kids to play. Mm-hmm. Remember that same lady was, well, I would never turn a kid away. Yeah. Well, obviously you've never, obviously yeah. you've never put a league together and realize it's not the easiest thing. Yeah. She was like trying to like make us be the bad guys yeah. and feel bad. And that's another thing. Like I was trying to, we talked about earlier is people just don't understand <clears throat> all the logistics yeah. that go into it. And you try to explain it to them, but it's just like in one ear, out the other. Well, and I really like what you said about uh, parents. They try to make you become the bad guy instead of them for their lack of planning. Most of the time, it's parents that missed registration deadlines. Yeah. 
and are trying to get their kid because they probably promised their kid, hey, we can play soccer. And they completely forgot about it. And it's nice weather out now. And they see kids outside and like, oh, I should have signed my kid up for soccer. Or they see kids on Saturday loaded up with their soccer gear. Yeah. And they're like, uh, soccer started? And one so, of the things that drives me the most insane is parents that threaten. Yeah. And if they don't get their way. So I remember putting teams together. <clears> this <throat> happens every season. And they wanted to be with a friend. And they weren't with that friend. They were on two different teams. And they'll call and go, um, we're not together. It's like, yeah, ma'am, you know, we take requests, but we don't make any promises. Well, we're not on the same team. And we have to be on the same team. Well, there's nothing we can do about it now. There's no room. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, how the league had to be put together. Well, then my kid isn't going to play. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's unfair. It doesn't yeah, unfair does, kid just yeah. because, you know. They're, they're acting like that affects us. And it, it doesn't. It sucks for the kid. You're yeah. you're trying to be manipulative with your child instead of just telling your child, I'm sorry, I messed up. Yeah. I'll do just, better next just time. Just own up to it. Oh, it's Parks and Rec's fault. They won't let you play. Yeah. Yeah, as a parent, you know, think life's crazy. Life gets busy. You know, I just, you know, if, you know I've been in that position where I was late for signups and you just got to <laughs> be, you know, just be real yeah. and just say, hey, you know, hey, I messed up. Sorry. Is there any way, is there any room where you can get my kid in? Hey, I'll even. I'll coach. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'll even volunteer and help coach because I feel so bad because mm-hmm. I don't want my kid to miss out on this opportunity because I talked to him about it, got him all excited. And then I don't want to go home and tell him, hey, sorry, you can't play. Mm-hmm. So I would try to do anything that I could to make it easier for who's ever organizing the league rather than flip flipping yeah. it and saying, hey, you know. Uh, I'm going to make all these requests and make their lives harder. Uh, so that's, I don't know, that's one thing it, I didn't realize there's so much of until um, I've been on the backside of, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, their belief. parents are, can be so needy. Like, uh, we've talked about requests a couple times. You know, I need to be with this coach. I can only practice these nights. Um, I need to only practice at this location. And, you know, I'm a single mom, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know you have a hard life or, you know, you have certain things. And it's it's kind of sad to say, but then don't sign up. If you can't commit to taking your kid where they need to be, wherever the volunteer coach is willing to hold their practice and their time, then don't sign up. Or volunteer to coach, and then you can control that. That's what I do. You know, my schedule is really busy working in Parks and Rec. I have a lot of late nights, work a lot of weekends. And in order to make it work so my kids can play sports, I'm coaching two key, two teams right now this spring, and uh, I didn't give any of the parents an option when practice was work. I said they're going to be Tuesday nights, one's at five thirty, and the other one's at six. Yeah, and I did that because I wanted to, you know, be able to control the practice. Yeah. Sure, but you know what? No one's complained. Yeah, and it, it is what it is. And there's a mom that said, "Hey, you know, it's hard for us to do Tuesdays. We'll do the best that we can." And I told her, "You know, man." You do the best you can. Yeah. Even if you can't make the practices, we'll make sure, you know, your child gets to play on the games on Saturdays. Yeah. You know, if there's no practice requirements, you know, we'll make sure she gets just as much playing time as everyone else. And, you know, they made probably most of the practices so far. They've made it work. And most parents can make it work. Talk to grandma. Talk to a friend. Hey, take my child there. But there's, there's these parents that are just so unwilling to make an effort on their part. They're just like, I'm signing my child up. It needs to be the most convenient for me. It needs to be the closest part to me. It needs yeah. to be on the best night for me. And, and once again, if you're signing up for something, you know, you've got to realize it's not all about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, everyone's got their stuff going on at home. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people have more resources or more friends or family members that can kind of help out than others. 
Uh, but it's just one of those things that there's a will, there's a way, yeah. and you just try to do your best to get them to practices and games. And um, the biggest thing too is your child's going to see that you're making that you know effort, um, and they're going to really appreciate that too. So um, yeah, the demand thing is it's, it's tough. That's a tough battle for sure because you try to be as nice as you can about it and try to explain to them, you know, hey, we want to, you know, cater to as much as we can, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other things, uh, repercussions, or yeah. kind of like creates like a domino effect almost, because mm -hmm. you add this person, that person gets more playing time, or it just it just creates chaos um, and makes our lives harder after we've, you know, set a schedule, mm -hmm. set a team, set up pretty much everything, and then you're trying to make all these requests, and then you get mad, <laughs> and then your kid can't play because you... Yeah. wanted all these d demands you know requests yeah uh, you know and we're not saying that we don't try with requests because we do we yeah do, we do try yeah but it's just, sometimes it's just not possible yeah and in life you just don't always get your way and you yeah. gotta have that positive attitude about it and go okay well next time i'll, I'll coach or next yeah. time you know i'll make some arrangements ahead of time yeah. and make it work and just just be positive about it and and try it for next time a lot of the sports we do two times a year so it's not like these kids don't have opportunities to, to do it. And once again, you always have the choice to, to volunteer and coach. And you get to control, and for us anyways, when and where practices are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's tough being a parent, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People say it's hard being a parent, but, you know, there's times where it's just, you know, it's really, really difficult. Um, hey, um, I can't go snowboarding as much as I used yeah. to. I can't go fishing as much as I used to. Um, but when you get to that point, when your kids leave the house or go off to college or when you get old, they're going to remember that they're going to remember, you know, playing sports and Hey, you helped out. Remember when we, you know, remember you helped my coach. It was so fun. Yeah. They're going to really remember those things. So yeah. sports is, it's really important too, because you know, myself, when I played sports, I'm still friends with a lot of friends that I played youth sports with. Yeah. We still hang out. And now we all have kids around the same age mm -hmm. and we still talk about, you know, the times when. You know, our dads would coach and we'd all hang out together. It's fun, you know, just having those memories. And it just frustrates me sometimes when parents kind of almost take away those opportunities just because, you know, their needs weren't met. So, yeah, you know, and there's a lot of different things that make it difficult in Parks and Rec, the needs, the the parents, the, the coaching. It's, it's just a lot of difficult things. And for me, you know, the thing I really try hard, I kind of mentioned, you know, my wife sometimes gets a little intense when our kids play. And I've gotten to the point where it's just like, it doesn't matter. So uh, in the end, it doesn't matter. My kids are healthy. You know, my kids are having a good time. That's all that really matters to me. And so when I, even when I'm not coaching, I'm sitting there watching a sport. You know, I hear other parents in there chirping and complaining about the referees. And I'm like, this is like a two if I'm not in our own programs and other programs. I'm like, I just don't say a word. It's like, yeah. they're just 14, 15, 16 year old kids typically. Yeah. For us, we start losing those kids when they're 15. So we get them for like a year. Mm -hmm. They're not super consistent. So they don't get a lot of reps and training. So they don't get better usually. Mm -hmm. And I get parents next to me yelling at a 14 year old kid because they missed something. And it's like, how can you sit there and, and feel that that's okay to yeah. yell at a 14 year old kid? Sure, they're getting paid to be there, but it's very minimal. And yeah, remember that one story we had. So basketball, mm -hmm. basketball this year, we there was some, we had some interesting stories where 
Um, so there's two instances. So one instance Saturday I had to fill in um, to, to referee mm-hmm. uh, because uh, one youth referee didn't show up on time. And so I filled in for a game and didn't necessarily uh, lose a free throw and didn't necessarily line it up correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I don't really know what happened. But a parent in the middle of the game stood up from the stands and walked out on the court. <laughs> and I was just so like in shock. I was like, what is going on? And she was lecturing me because we didn't do the lineup free throw right or pass something. Mm-hmm. She didn't like and it wasn't right. So she was trying to critique me uh, and tell me, hey, <clears throat> I wasn't doing my job right. And I tried to tell her in the nicest way possible. I'm like, hey, you know, we had some guys that didn't show up on time. So I'm kind of filling in. So just bear with me and be you be as patient as you can because, you know, <laughs> It's early on a Saturday, and I'm probably not all here, and I'm a little frustrated, to be honest with you. So, uh, like, in the nicest way possible, I just told her, please sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the best I can. And then later that day, um, I was helping out with score, uh, uh, keeping score in the books and uh, the scoreboard. And the parent came up, like, halfway through the game, and they're like, hey, score's wrong. And then I consulted with uh, um, our uh, one of our employees, uh, he's, you know, he's in high school age and I was like, Hey, so is the score right? And he's like, yep, I got it right. Like, yeah. So we got, yep, that's the score we got. And he looked at me and he's like, the score is wrong. And I'm like, this is the score we have. I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's rec sports, you know, this is what it is. And he's like, well, can you just admit that you made a mistake? And I'm like, come on, man. What do you want from me? Like, do you want me to just put, I'll put up any score you want on the board. This is like, there's no tournament at the end. Nobody's winning anything. It's just to get your kid out of the house and have fun with your friends, meet new people. Um, and so it's just like, it's just, the, there's a lot of like, you just have to say the adapt, like the audacity of people. Like, how do people like not feel bad? Or like, mm-hmm. how do they just not like, I don't know. It's that, that one, real, those two kind of stuck with me <laughs> in recent stories. So, so. Yeah. Um, I see. I told you there was a reason I got rid of uh the scoreboard. Yeah. I, I, so I, well, he mentioned that because I, I want to do the score and he told me not to. And but then so, I said, do you guys do what you want? Yeah. And so we decided to do it. And for a while there is fine, but you can definitely tell like at there's, the a, end, there's a big difference. Yeah. At the end of the game, it amps up big time mm-hmm. and the parents start, you know, yelling at our youth officials a lot more mm-hmm. and saying things. And then it kind of makes my job harder because then I have to go up and like talk to him and tell him, hey, can you, can you not can you not do that? Yeah. And we'll have to do a whole episode on that too. Uh, just talk. You could we could do a whole episode probably on just talking officially refs. Oh, refs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just because uh, we can kind of go into that, but <clears throat> I just don't, I just don't get it. Like I personally, I'll have those conversations mm-hmm. inside, but I would never like want to say those things i would never want someone to come talk to my yell at my 14 year old daughter she's refereeing a sport (laughs) and come yell at her saying you're doing a horrible job like what parent want that yet you're willing to go do that to someone else's child that's just ridiculous Well, wasn't there like i read something too like uh some park and rec they like if you so i heard two stories i heard one if you make a complaint you have to pay Mm -hmm. and it's like a dollar yeah so there was uh an adult league uh, basketball league that if you got a technical it was a 50 oh okay fine. that's what it is and so yeah. trying to keep all the adults in 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 check and then there's a little league right now i just read an article i can't remember i think it was in georgia that parents come out there and harass the referees yeah. uh, the umpires 
they are banned from being at the games until they umpire two games. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. I wish yeah. we could do something like that. Yeah. Because that's exactly what you do. You have, these parents have no idea. Yeah. I So our Parks and Rec department isn't the biggest. And uh, we have some smaller towns around us. And they have to usually interleague with us to mm-hmm. make sure they have enough to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have enough to do our own. But there's some smaller towns around. And I remember when I first started, we had a, a gal who ran a small Parks and Rec a town up north from us. And she had her kids in the programs, which is fine. And she would always come down and instead of helping out, she would sit there and watch and complain and complain and complain about the referees. Her and her husband would sit there and harass the referees and complain. And I remember one time I was just done with her. And I went, she had the first game and I went and sat next to her and we're walking into the gym and I go, man. You can see the court better from up here. <laughs> and she was not happy. Yeah. But that's what it is. You, you get these parents and all they're watching from the sideline is their kid. So they're just focused, hyper-focused on that one aspect of the game. So yeah, if something does go wrong with their kid, they notice it and they yell. Whereas the referee is watching the whole game. So if they look away from your child for one second and something happens... They didn't see it. Yeah. They're human. Yeah. And they're 14, 15-year-old kids with parents yelling at them. So after a while of getting yelled at, they get scared to blow the whistle because they don't want to get yelled at more. And so you get these parents that are constantly yelling, and it makes the kids less confident. And then you'll tell parents that. It's like, well, you should get better refs. We barely can get what we have. Yeah. Once again, if you don't like it, instead we, of complain, yeah. come out and referee. Come yeah. volunteer referee another kid's game another child's game and see what it's like yeah because if you don't because i you know i grew up you know refing flag football soccer Mm -hmm. uh did baseball uh basketball kind of pretty much done most sports and if you haven't done it then you don't realize how difficult it is because there's so many things going Mm -hmm. on um just within the game Mm -hmm. there's so many things you have to pay attention to especially like basketball or football especially or soccer even sometimes Mm -hmm. Uh, those are kind of the main ones. Um, there's so many elements they have to pay attention to. And then when you add another extra element of a parent yelling mm-hmm. or complaining or like talk, trying to talk to you or get your attention uh, in the stands, it just makes it way more difficult. So I just always try to revert back to like your job as a parent is to support your child, get into the game, you know, make sure, uh, they just have a good time and have fun mm-hmm. and just enjoy. It's hard. Honestly, it's hard. To, I didn't realize how hard it was until I became a parent and had a child in sports, but you just really have to internalize that frustration or something that's not going right. Or you really want to, you know, call out or yell something. You really have to internalize that. And that's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things. If you just relax and just be present and just enjoy the game, mm-hmm. honestly, like it just, it, it make your child's experience way more uh, just enjoyable. And then same thing with you. Just don't get mad about little things. Well, and they expect so much. You're, once again, you're paying 25 bucks. Yeah. These kids aren't certified officials. They're just normal kids. Yeah. We do a one-hour training before the season. Half the kids don't show up to it. And then you, know, you don't want to get rid of the kids because then you have no one to referee. So you get what you get, what you get basically. And especially in Parks and Rec. And you see this. You see parents or adults, people in general, complaining about 
you know, the officials in the NBA or the NFL, oh, they miss all those calls. Like, and you're expecting the same quality from a 14 year old kid that this is their third time refereeing this well, sport and they well, don't know anything about the sport. Well, because I make it, I make it a point to, so you know, um, you know, I'll help out on Saturdays when we have soccer, mm-hmm. and you know, if I hear a parent, you know, consistently yelling at one of our officials, you know, I make it a point to go talk to that parent. Yeah, because you know, it's frustrating when we start off with like. 10 officials mm-hmm. and as we get towards the end of the season we only have you know four or five yeah. that are actually showing up and so i'll, I'll tell them i'll tell the parent that i'll just say hey you know what i hear your frustration i hear you know whatever you're frustrated about um but really what it comes down to is these kids it's so hard to even get them to show up to work mm-hmm. and then now you're making them even you know <laughs> not want to come to work even more just because of the way you're acting so I need you to not do that because yeah. you're causing my life more difficult because it's it's harder to find officials. And you know what? If we don't have officials for the game, guess what? There's no game. Well, and how you treat officials is how your kids treat officials. I, you know, I jump in and referee anytime I have to. Um, and I just refereed uh, third and fourth grade basketball, girls basketball. This girl, I kept blowing the whistle on her because she kept doing things that she shouldn't be doing. Every time she sat there and rolled her eyes at me, every time, yeah. And I'm like, that's it from your parents, is because that's how your parents are treating the officials, yeah. You know, you're treating that way, yeah. You're not that good, it's a learned behavior. You're a third grader and you're doing things wrong, and I'm blowing the whistle on you and I'm explaining it so you can get better, yeah. And you know, that's all the whole time she just rolled her eyes, rolled her eyes, and that's like you said, learned behavior from the parent, yeah. The best season of sports I ever had in Parks and Rec was during COVID. My favorite time was during COVID. The state we're in, uh, we were able to get some sports going after a while with the state's restrictions. And we were able to have 10 people in the gym, or 20 people total, 10 people per team and the coach. So we couldn't have parents. Mm. The best season ever. It was the coach, 10 kids on one team, 10 on the other and the other coach. And then we live streamed everything from Facebook and parents hated it. Staff loved it. Coaches loved it. It was so calm. Coaches were able to call plays. Kids were able to hear. Kids were able to learn so much better just because it was quiet in the gym. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. Your kids will get better Mm -hmm. if you just let them learn from their coach or, you know, maybe if the coach isn't that good, take it back home and then teach them what you want to teach them Mm -hmm. but don't sit there and yell because it's just such a bad example for them yeah and they're not going to hear those gyms get so loud especially like indoor sports where everything is just echoey and vibrating Mm -hmm. and you know once again that covid season (sighs) loved it Mm -hmm. i would ban parents from all sports if i could yeah, especially when you're a young age and mm-hmm. you're playing a game, you're excited, you're a little bit nervous, you know. Sometimes just make you more nervous. Yeah, yeah, and you're a little bit awkward sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you know, going to be a pure athlete at this point. So it's just, you know. Well, like only, only, if only, five, a few, only, yeah, only a few, yeah, five year old soccer player. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just one of those things in a game. Just let your kid play, let your coach coach, and then just you know try to take you know mental notes of things that you notice. And just, you know, work on it outside, you know, at home, that sort of thing. Um, just let your kid play. Just let your kid have fun. Just go out there, have, you know, 
just they'll work through those kinks. Yeah. And then if they really enjoy the sport, when they get into middle school or high school even, mm-hmm. that's when real development happens. Yeah, and that's, that's when, when we start doing camps. Exactly. And, yeah. This with this rec league and underage, it's all it is is just, you know, getting getting out there, you know, trying to figure out what's gonna work, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, and just experimenting with, you know, mm-hmm. getting sports. And also you about sports, just other things like you know, drama, arts and improv, yeah. all that. Like just try to get them involved in anything that you can. Because if even if they don't like it, like like I mentioned earlier, they're gonna get something from it, whether it be meeting new friends, um, there's going to be some sort of skill or some sort of, you know, development that's going to happen within that, you know, event or program that they're involved in. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, rec, there's rec sports there. They do great things for kids. And I think my biggest thing is it needs to be fun for kids where they want to keep doing sports or any other rec program that's, you know, rec related. If you take the fun out of it, they're not going to want to keep doing it. And once that can lead to, they're either going to just sit around and play video games you know, or get into trouble. Yeah. And so I think parents play a huge factor in just making it fun. Yeah. Make it fun and then find those avenues. If your kid really likes the sport, find those avenues that you need to, to help them develop those skills and, and be better. But if you're signing up for recreational sports, have some fun. Yeah. And don't worry about the rest outside of that. Yeah. There's a direct link of, you know, parents, uh, how much pressure they're putting on the kid and if they stay sick of that sport. And that's what's kind of frustrating because when I grew up playing a lot of sports, there was a lot of kids that were really good, really they could have been really successful in a particular sport, mm-hmm. but there was just other things, whether it be their parent putting too much pressure or other things, and they didn't stick with it. And yeah. they got involved in other things they shouldn't have, and they kind of went down the wrong path. So that's why I really am passionate and uh, decided to get back into Park and Rec because I feel like it is such a crucial uh, part of a uh, child's development is being involved, even if they're not athletic. Yeah, you know, it's it's that social aspect. There's just so many other things that help uh, develop your child, and so many benefits to it. So um, that's why I really like. I'm glad I'm back in, you know, working Park and Rec, and mm-hmm. so I really am glad we're we're doing this podcast oh, yeah. and kind of shedding light on because people think you know there's just like a negative connotation with you know rec sports. Sometimes I mm-hmm. feel like. Um, or, you know, it's not competitive or, you know, they don't keep score. So we try to, you know, break out of that and just really emphasize, Hey, you know, there is some true, uh, good aspects. Yeah. There's some great learning experiences for parks and rec. And I think it just goes back to, it's to know what you're signing up for. And I really try to make that obvious with with parents when they're signing up. It's like, this is recreational. Yeah, just emphasizing, or we put that in our, you know, Facebook uh, profiles, or when you sign up, it really talks about, you know, emphasize the fun and development. Um, Don't put keywords in there like competitive because... And we do offer competitive leagues, and those are clearly marketed as competitive. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we hire certified officials for that kind of stuff. And so it's just, there's just this big difference that everyone needs to realize Difference between rec, competitive, and then even high-end competitive. Mm-hmm. So, parents, this is what we're going to ask you to do. Don't be a dick. Yeah, it's just it's it's just one of those things. Like you just gotta really, really focus on just and, I, and it's a lot of people, not just parents. There's a lot of people oh, yeah. that have a hard time just being in the moment. Like whether it be concerts, vacations. Mm-hmm 
you know, and then the youth sports, like people are just so focused on the next step, the next step or trying to get the thing recorded or checking their phones. Just put your phone down, just sit and just be present and in the moment and just enjoy your child having fun. Like, yeah, if they're not going to be, not all kids are going to be super athletic. Some kids are going to be distracted. Some kids are going to be picking grass. Mm-hmm. Just don't yell at them. Just if they want to do that, the coach will kind of, you know, encourage them as much as they can. But, you know, just be present and be mindful of mm-hmm. the things that you say are going to stick with your kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could upset them. So well, just try to be, you know, as supportive as you can. Well, like I said, be present. You know, there's so many kids that their parents just drop them off at soccer practice or basketball practice and yeah. and leave. And then the kid isn't listening. It's like the coach isn't going to, there's no nothing the coach can do. So be present, you know, be there at those practices. If your kid isn't acting up, you know, help out the coach. So yeah, it's not as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. So you know what, parents? I know we ragged on you guys a lot, but you guys are great. Overall, you're doing great things for your kids. Keep it up. Keep them in recreational sports. Don't give up. Yeah. You guys are doing a good job. Yeah, this is this is not definitely not like a rag on parents podcast. You know, we definitely are definitely going to vent quite a bit because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's easy to do. And this is a good, healthy outlet for that. I feel like, yeah. um, and just kind of shed light on things, but yeah, all in all, you know, parenting's hard, you know, it, there's not a perfect parent. I'm mm-hmm. not a perfect parent. You know, you're not a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. We, there's all things that we can work on. Um, this is just more of, you know, just shedding light to things and, you know, just talking about things and you know, kind from, of making from, light from, of things from, too. From our perspective yeah. as, you know, from the rec side that, recreational side of sports that you don't we don't think you see or understand yeah so yeah that's just one of that's just one of those things with anything you know there's you know jobs out there you look easy but then when you actually mm-hmm. like get into that role or that position or you watch someone do that job you're like man that's a lot a lot more than i thought yeah and so that's why i feel like this is um going to be a really good podcast moving forward because there isn't anything that really talks about the back end of park parks and rec. Yeah. Um, especially like when I tell people that I work for park and rec, they always, uh, you know, go Our back perception. to the, yeah, perception of the show. And it's, you know, park, it's kind of a joke department in the city and mm-hmm. it's the fun department and easy going, you know, and, but I try to talk to people and tell them like, Hey, you know, it is, it's just stressful. Sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. to, to, you know, we have 400 plus kids sometimes, uh, for youth sports and trying to organize that and try to deal with parents, try to try to get reserved grass space, gym space. Um, there's just so many other things that come into play. Um, other uh, episodes going kind of online, we'll talk about politics and you know working for a city. There's other things that come into play that way too. Um, there's just a lot of things you have to um, deal with um, and you know resources and tools that you have. Uh, just try to make it work the best way possible. Yeah. So once again, parents, we did rag on you guys a lot. You guys are doing great. Keep it up. Keep your kids in rec sports. And we'll catch you guys all next time. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, uh, really appreciate you guys uh, choosing us uh, as your, uh, hopefully you keep us as your daily podcast listening to us. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it.